Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Bartow 
lights are dim All have gathered for the Ayim Hadin He'd stand and he'd pray Tears keep flowing as they sway And they say Their confessions, their acceptance Their commitment to be better Who's still swaying? He seems to be. 
Hallo, ich wüsste doch, 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 hallo, ich wü
J.M. in the A.M. There we go. Some of the, uh, what should I say, lesser known? I don't know if that's a, if it, it would be right to say it that way. Uh, some of the items off of the Mordechai and David Yom Narayim album that we don't often play. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's what dominated that half hour. MBD's Melech, you heard B'Sev Rechaim, Habet Mishamayim, and Bird of Hope. We actually had a bunch of requests uh, for Bird of Hope. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I, I just never got to it, frankly. But uh, there it is for you here on a JM in the AM Thursday. Uh, Shalshelis Jr. had Shema Koleinu, Yamim Narayim Medley, done by A.J. Schreiber and the Schlagbaums uh, for 5781. Yeah, that was a recent release. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday on this September the 24th, day six in the month of Tishrei. The year 5781, Tufshin Pei Aleph. Sorry about that. Sometimes you got to sneeze, and sometimes you have to sneeze more than once. <laughs> it is the 6th of Tishrei, the 6th day of the brand new year. And the Yum Kipper will begin on Sunday night. Our schedule is pretty simple. We are here every day except Monday. So Matis will be doing a JM Sunday program for Erev Yom Kipper. Monday we're all off, everyone around the world. And then we'll pick things up on the Tuesday uh, with the first JM and the AM of the week. That's our schedule for next week. Our schedule for today is action-packed and fun-filled, as you would suspect. After all, today is Thursday. You know what that means? It means that uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It means that we have a uh, a phenomenal schedule, and honestly, no reason, in our opinion, in our opinion, no reason to touch that dial between now and candle lighting of Shabbos That is how serious our programming is on Thursday and Friday. 
No reason to touch that dial. We have JM and the AM this morning. We have then Charlie Harari, Michael Fragan, Allison Joseph is interviewing Dr. Jeffrey Kranzler to talk about his book, The Crimson Protector. That's on Jew in the City Speaks at 10 a.m. At 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. Miriam is uh, going to be live with chef and cookbook author Susie Fishbein, who is live from quarantine in Jerusalem. She'll speak with Susie at 10.30 this morning. At 11, our live lunch at 1, Throwback Thursday. At 4 p.m., JM Rewind Encore with Ross Creel, the president of the Jewish Council of the Emirates, and Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz, Arts Girl Masora. That's in the 4 o'clock hour. Then 7 p.m. tonight, the Arab Shabbos Show with host Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He has prepared, Mark has, prepared that Erev Shabbos show specifically for Shabbos Hazinu, Shabbos Shuva. Overnight, you'll hear the JM and the AM encore from this morning. Then Friday, JM and the AM. Then Naomi Nachman and Table for Two. Then the Erev Shabbos show. Oh, I forgot the Erev Shabbos show at 3 a.m. also. Then the Erev Shabbos show at 10 a.m. Then the Erev Shabbos music mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem all the way until candle lighting time. I've literally just proved why there's no reason to touch that dial between now and tomorrow. What candle lighting time are we announcing in New York? 627. 627 tomorrow afternoon for New York candle lighting time. Pretty good case I've made, huh? Literally don't have to touch that dial between now and then. It's pretty amazing, frankly. And we are so second to none. There, nobody is doing what we are doing in terms of uh, broadcasting incredible, original, much of it live programming for two consecutive days every single Thursday and Friday. Just amazing. I do not stop being amazed by what goes on on this network. I apologize. I just can't stop being amazed by it. By the way, a lot of supporters are amazed by it as well, and that's the reason they give every single year. And if you haven't yet contributed to our Rosh Hashanah campaign, I'm asking you to please do so, especially if you're an early morning listener who appreciates the fact that <laughs> that we're here early in the morning. You know, this morning we did a bonus JM, which we try to do. We did a bonus JM um, and before 6 a.m. And Trucker Yitz, who, I don't know, he seems to be spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania. He's like President Trump. He's spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania. Trucker Yitz says, thank you for the bonus time. Been listening since 5 a.m. Thank you, Yitz. Then he says, tongue-in-cheek, I know there are cars in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I wonder if there are any green castles in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. And then he writes that he's in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and he'll be Emir Teshem in Greencastle, Pennsylvania later today. So spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania, but the most important thing about Trucker Yitz's experience He's got JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network on. It's keeping him company. It's inspiring him as it's doing to so many people around the world, and we are so proud of that. Brand new, specific for the high holidays of 5781, Shlomo Katz, JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Shmuley Unger with a, uh, a song he released four years ago. Video was filmed here at the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side of Manhattan called Rachamana here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, you heard the uh, Shlaimi Dax Hamal, Avina Malkina from Shalom Lemmer, Shlomo Katz with Harani and Adam Yusodo, words from the uh, Yamim Naroyim Liturgy. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Don't forget the brand-new art scroll, uh, Shar Habitachon, the brand new Art Scroll Shar Habitachon is available to you at 15% off and free shipping if you use promo code RADIO. Go to um, artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code RADIO. Always use promo code RADIO, but right now the Shar Habitachon, which is such an essential and such an incredible work, is 15% off with free shipping if you use promo code RADIO. Check it out. Um, it's really amazing. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. גליצל השעה שתיים צהריים טובים, כאן גוני כהן עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ממונה הקורונה, פרופסור רוני גמזו, בהתייחסות ראשונה להחלטת הממשלה להטיל סגר ממחר. המלצתי לשרים שלא לסגור את המדינה. המחיר הכלכלי עצום. לגבי הסגר, אני המלצתי המלצה... להידוק הסגר ולא לסגור את כל המדינה. הממשלה החליטה החלטה אחרת, אני מכבד אותה. ברור שסוגרים יותר, זה עוצר יותר. המחיר הכלכלי הוא עצום. סמכותה של הממשלה לקבל החלטה שכזאת, היא קיבלה את זה בכובד ראש. אפשר אולי לסגור פחות, אבל זה בסדר שהממשלה מקבלת החלטה שכזאת. ואם החליטו לסגור יותר, אז בסדר. מדבריו של גמזו הביאו כתבינו יובל שגב ומאיר מרציאנו. הרב דוד לאו, הרב הראשי לישראל, מגיב על הגבלת התפילות ביום הכיפורים ואומר ביומן הצהריים עם יניר קוזין, אנחנו מצפים מהמתפללים לגלות אחריות ולהימנע מתפילה בצפיפות. יום הכיפורים תמיד מדברים גם על בין אדם לחברו, על חיבור בין אנשים. אז זה לא אמור להיות יום למריבה. אם אכן המציאות היא שתהיה הצטופפות, באותה דקה מתבקשים אנשים כולם לצאת החוצה, לנעול את המקום, לעמוד במרחקים בצורה ראויה, וחס ושלום לא לסכן חיי אדם. מנהלת וסייעת מהגן של מאיה בלוד מואשמות בתקיפת 12 פעוטות. על פי כתב האישום שהוגש היום, השתיים תקפו את הילדים בגן בין היתר כאשר סירבו לאכול או לישון בזמן שיועד לכך. בכמה הזדמנויות נוספות, הנאשמות סתרו לידיהם ופניהם של חלק מהקטינים, משכו את ידיהם בחוזקה ואף דחפו אותם. ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו בן נצר. ארצות הברית וסודאן הגיעו להסכמה על נרמול היחסים בין חרטום לירושלים, כך מדווח היום העיתון הסעודי השארק אל-אוסת. הנה כתבנו לענייני ערבים, ג'קי חוגי. שמה של סודאן יוסר מרשימת המדינות תומכות הטרור של ארצות הברית, והיא תקבל מענק אמריקני בסך 7 מיליארד דולר. והקלות בנטילת הלוואות. בידיעה שפרסם העיתון נאמר כי נרמול היחסים עם ישראל נועד לייצב את השלום באזור ולשמור על זכויות הפלסטינים. ישראל הגישה מכתב תלונה רשמי למזכ"ל האו"ם בדרישה לגנות את דבריו של נשיא טורקיה, שרמז כי ישראל מלכלכת כלשונו את המקומות הקדושים בירושלים, מדווחת כתבתנו מוריה סרוולברג. 
שגריר ישראל האו"ם גלעד ארדן פנה אמש למזכ"ל האו"ם אנטוניו גוטרש במכתב תלונה רשמי בו דרש לגנות בחריפות את דבריו של נשיא טורקיה ארדואן שלשום בעצרת הכללית של האו"ם. על פי אותם דברים של ארדואן, היד המלוכלכת שמגיעה למקומות המוצנעים בירושלים והקדושים לשלוש הדתות מגבירה את החוצפה שלה. ארדואן כתב במכתבו למזכ"ל האו"ם כי ארדואן ניצל את עצרת האו"ם להפצת ביטויים אנטישמיים והסתה גזענית חמורה. הסדרה הישראלית חמישים עומדת לפרס האמי הבינלאומי ותייצג את ישראל בתחרות בקטגוריית סדרת הקומדיה הטובה ביותר. כתבתנו אור זוי סולומוני מוסרת שעלילת הסדרה מתמקדת בשגרת חייה של אם חד-הורית לשלושה מתבגרים הנשקת לגיל חמישים. ובאותה קטגוריה מתמודדות שלוש סדרות נוספות מברזיל, בריטניה והודו. טקס ההכרזה על הזוכים ייערך ב-23 בנובמבר בניו יורק. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי, אלה החדשות.
so hard to come by go Oh Hashem the children cry You who hear the voices of broken hearts Who guards each tear in casks of gold Hear the prayer of a people who have wronged And now return to the path of old Clouds of gloom hide the sun. Oh, Hashem, we've waited years. Open your arms, show us your love. Take us home, home to the land. You who's always watching from above. We're reaching out, stretch out your hand. You hear us?
Jam in the AM. I got to thank Rabitz. He realized that that's today's Slichus. Uh, Ezkara with Avrami Flam here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Yamim Narayim medley done by Chili Brand. Shlomo Kalbach and the Shema Koleinu off of his Slichus album. JM in the AM, good morning. 27 minutes after 7 o'clock. Study Torah one-on-one with a mentor or partner chosen specifically for you. Call 1-800-STUDY-42. 1-800-STUDY, the number four, then the number two, or log on to partnersintorah.org. Partnersintorah.org to be a life-changing experience for you. That's something I can guarantee based on thousands who've said that. Again, 1-800-STUDY-42, the number four, the number two, or partnersintorah.org. Dot org. Good time of year to uh, make the commitment like that, by the way. Really good time of year. A big hello to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com. They're in Queens. Aaron's West Orange, aaronswestorange.com. They're in New Jersey. Uh, they are uh, stocking up, to say the least. And those of you who are um, going to be heading there today and tomorrow for Shabbos Shuvah and Sukkot, and then next week on Sunday, Erev Yom Kippur, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for Sukkot, Uh, you're going to be in for an incredible shopping experience at both stores, in Queens at Aaron's Casino Farms, in New Jersey at Aaron's West Orange, with great specials, uh, wonderful prices in general, fantastic customer service, and a wonderful shopping experience. After all, you have everything you need under one roof. And we thank Aaron's for the incredible and amazing Season 9 kickoff contest that got a tremendous amount of attention. And made one listener very, very, very happy. <laughs> That's an understatement. Um, so keep that in mind. Aaron's uh, Casino Farms in Queens, CasinoFarms.com. Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey, Aaron'sWestOrange.com. Here's the Slichus point, and uh, Rabbi Heber mentioned this yesterday. You may want to check out. You may want to do what other people are doing, listening to the interview more than once. <laughs> That's how much information we had in that interview yesterday. Today we say the slichus for the fifth day of Aserisimei Tshuva uh, because the Yud Gimomidos are in there, and you want to say that on a day. The reason this custom started is you want to say it on a day that we lane, and we lane, of course, today on Thursday. Uh, and then on Friday... You would say the slichus for the fourth day of slichus. So today would be the fifth. It's normally the fourth today and then the fifth tomorrow, but it's switched. Fifth today, fourth tomorrow for that reason. And there are some who who do not change the minig and do the fourth today and the fifth tomorrow. So whatever it is that your synagogue does, there are verified sources each way. But if there is a switch being made, if it looks like the slichus for tomorrow being said today in your shul, that's the reason why. Because the Yud Gimel Midos uh, Slichos is uh, to be said or wants to be. People want to say it, I should say, on a, a day where the Torah is read. Hence on Thursday. JM in the AM, as we keep saying, uh, there is absolutely no reason to touch that dial between now and candle lighting time. I know, it's just Thursday morning. Uh, but we have an incredible lineup for you. Just just an amazing and incredible lineup. So much live programming. Um, so many incredible things happening all through our programming, which I'm so proud of. 
So today after JM and the AM, it'll be Charlie Harari. Then it'll be Michael Fragan. Then it'll be Allison Joseph. She'll uh, she'll interview Dr. Jeffrey Kranzler about his book, The Crimson Protector. 10.30 in the morning, it's That's Life, live with Miriam L. Wallach and Susie Fishbein. Susie is in quarantine in Jerusalem. And she'll speak live with Miriam L. Wallach at 10.30. 11 a.m. for our Thursday live lunch. At 1 p.m., a throwback Thursday that will include my conversation with our Menachem Ganak about the Rav and the uh, and the uh, Yomim Daroyim Machzorim. And if it's the conversation I'm thinking it is from back in 2008, there are some significant things there that uh, Rabbi Ganak tells us regarding the Rav and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So check it out. It's a 12-year-old show, but it's priceless and timeless. And it happens at, uh, at 1 p.m. today. At 4 o'clock, JM Rewind, Ross Creel, president of the Jewish Council of the Emirates. If you missed that conversation, make sure to be tuned in. And... Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz about all the great Arts Girl publications. That's at 4 p.m. today. The Erev Shabbos Show, uh, brand new, prepared by Mark Zamek for Shabbos Hazinu Shabbos Shuva, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. 7 p.m. tonight, 3 a.m. tomorrow, and 9 a.m. tomorrow. Naomi's not on tomorrow, so 9 a.m. tomorrow. At midnight is the JM the AM Encore. At 3 a.m. is the Erev Shabbos Show. At 6 a.m. is JM in the AM. At 9 a.m. is the Erev Shabbos Show. At 12 noon, the Arab Shabbos music mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And then candle lighting in New York tomorrow is 627. So literally no reason to touch that dial from now until candle lighting time. When I said it, I meant it. And boy, am I right. <laughs> so that is the story with uh, our programming uh, Matis will be here Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, live with JM Sunday for Erev Yom Kippur. And, uh, of course, Yom Kippur begins on Monday on Sunday night. We'll all be off on Monday for the holiday and be back early Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. By the way, tomorrow during JM in the AM, we will have our weekly update. Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents and Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us here tomorrow at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. One of the most important philos, prayers that we say during the entire day is the one that we say as soon as we get up in the morning. I give thanks before you, Hashem. We thank Hashem that Hashem has returned our soul with great mercy, with faith. The question exists as why we say that each and every morning. The answer has been given that every evening when we return our neshamas to Hashem, the next day it's as if we were given life anew. So important is it to thank Hashem for all that we have is we learn that it is the major source of brachos, blessings for the future. When a person is grateful, they show their gratitude and appreciation for all that Hashem has already done for us. That is the single greatest skula that more brachos will yet come. However, God forbid, if a person does not show appreciation, if they do not continue to have gratitude for the things that happened in the past, that in itself could be a reason 
why the brachos are not forthcoming. The great Avnei Nezer, in discussing the importance of the first few moments of the morning, said that however a person reacts when they wake up, it's going to give the signal, it will give the direction for the rest of the day. If a person wakes up and they're in a good mood, then the day will follow suit. If the person wakes up and they're gloomy and they're sad, then the rest of the day is in danger of going that same way. When a person wakes up and they say immediately, that they give thanks to Hashem and they're excited, another day in the world, another day of life, and they thank Hashem for it, so then that day has an extra bracha that it will turn out well, that there will be great simcha on that day. The Abnezer also says that's why it says Rosh Hashanah and not Chilas Hashanah, because the Rosh, the way that we are in Rosh Hashanah, the way that we daven, the way we pray, the way that we treat each other, our mood on Rosh Hashanah has a lot to do with the days of the rest of the year. Just like the Rosh, the head, tells the other Evarim, all the other limbs, what they should do. So too, Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year, the beginning of the day, has a profound impact on the rest of it. Bez Hashem, we should all have great mornings and great days. And here, Besuros Tavos, Bikarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
They call it the Yom Kippur medley off of the Welcome Back Yom Tov album. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. And the hot dogs are now available at every Trader Joe's nationwide. How cool is that? So if you want to break your fast on uh, some delicious kosher meat and you're stuck in, I don't know, some faraway land in the United States, <laughs> as long as you go find Trader Joe's, you'll find A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs. Uh, information, of course, or I should say better yet, uh, 10% discount. If you use promo code radio at kosherdogs.net. Again, use promo code radio at kosherdogs.net. Net. JM in the AM at 13 minutes before 8 o'clock. Plenty of great programming all through the day. Tomorrow, weekly update with Malcolm Holmline. We'll do that at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Cantor Benny Rugaznitsky is 12 minutes away. We get to speak to him about these interesting high holidays and the high holiday season. Um, more from Rav Shlomo Kalbach at JM in the AM. <laughs> Bye. 
J.M. in the A.M., it is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that is, uh, well, you know who that is. That's uh, Cantor Dudu Fisher with Uba Shofar. Words that we say, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Words that even for those congregations that wanted to speed things up this year, understandably, understandably uh, likely did not speed up that part. That's what I would think. Um, well, that's at least what I think. <laughs> Who knows if I'm right? Uh, you heard Shlomo Kalbach, Maloch, and VSOU Kol. Also words we say on both Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Well, there are a lot of excited people in this audience once we announced that Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky was coming on to discuss these high holidays. They were anxious to hear what he has to say, and now we get the opportunity. Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, of course, of Parky Synagogue. Cantor's World, somebody who is looked to uh, by so many who lead the tefillah, even when it's not COVID, uh, for guidance and for advice. Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, Shana Tova, Gemar Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shana Tova, Nachum, Gmar Chatimato to you and all the listeners. Wonderful to be back. Appreciate that very much. Uh, let's start with Parky Synagogue. Um, you would say, compared to a normal crowd, the main sanctuary had what percentage full? I would say about 20%. And was the lineup the same as usual? Were the same people who usually take care of Sukkot de Zimra, Shachris, and Musaf, and Mariv, the ones who did so this year? So, partially. First of all, we did not daven shachris in the shul. Wow. We, we started from Kriyat Torah from Laning. Interesting. So that was a very big change. Yeah. And in, in addition, we did not have the choir this year. Right. And that also was a huge change. Um, and so we compressed services into about two hours, what which were, is not easy. What were you responsible for? So we had two minyanim. We had an 8.30 minyan, and we had an 11.30. I conducted the 8.30, and Chazan Helfgott conducted the 11.30. Wow, interesting. Uh, and did you, in fact, finish the entire service in about two hours? So I can only speak for myself. <laughs> I finished in two hours, and Cantor Helfgott was thinking about it, and I think he's still thinking about it. But, uh, but they forgive him. <laughs> it's like in college, you know, an hour is not necessarily 60 minutes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. Right. Uh, I'm surprised that he was even here, or has he in fact been here? And not that it's our business, frankly, but if you can give us a, you know, at least a little hint, has he has he been here for the bulk of the last few months? 
No, this was actually, it was very, very emotional because this was his first time back in the shul wow. since Parsha Zohar, and everybody knows that he was unwell, and thank God he had a recovery. Right. And this was his first time singing. Uh, Slichos was actually the first time, and then Rosh Hashanah, the first full minion. You know, it, it's interesting, and I don't know if you've heard this from others, and this could be so anecdotal that it's almost ridiculous for me to mention, but I have to say it. I feel I have to say it. Uh, obviously, when we heard he was ill, everyone's not only, I mean, everyone is concerned about his health. That goes without saying, especially those of us who know him. But then beyond that, you know, you wonder, you know, what effect all of this will have on his ability to lead services. And, and frankly, I have come across more than one person who has suffered, unfortunately, from COVID-19, in some cases really drastically, and in all seriousness, those who listen to them feel their voices better than ever. Now, I don't know if you've heard that, and you, you can imagine for the last few months, thank God, I've not been ill, and one of the things I keep saying is I don't want, I don't want this thing to ruin my career. Even if, even if I live, please God, I don't want it to have permanent damage on, on, on my voice. <laughs> How, did, right. First of all, have you heard this? Is it, is it crazy? Did he do well compared to other years? What would you say? So it's a very interesting question. It, it is true, by the way, that one of the side effects that people are seeing from the virus is that it does, it can affect the vocal cords. Right. But I can also say that and the lung, many, and, and it the, has And the lungs. Them, I would say, a, assume the lungs also. Correct. And, and the lungs also, because that's the first thing, that, right? That's, the, right? that's one of the things people exhibit with corona, that they, they have breathing issues right. and, and the lung capacity. Right. But as it relates to Hazen Health God, I have to tell you, not only did he sound better than ever, I would say that he sounded even more emotional than right. usual. And I guess wow. when you go through such a life-altering experience, it adds a lot of emotion to, to, to the davening. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. And, and therefore, in all seriousness, both for you and him, and I would think anybody who leads davening, as much as there was speed this year and an abridged service in some cases, as you described, the emotion was on a different level. Uh, even as you're struggling, <laughs> whether you had a mask on or not, <laughs> and, and you're trying to get people who are wearing masks and are so far away from you to participate, and you're dealing with 20% of the usual crowd, even with all that going on, there must have been a stepped-up emotional experience for you yes because i think two things before even the chazan opens his mouth for so many people they hadn't been to shul in six months right, right? and so this is your first experience and you're nervous did i make the right choice should i have come to shul right. or should i have listened to my spouse and stayed home right. and so you're there and so that already is emotional and then you hear the chazan do is saying hinani or avos or nasanatokov like you said at the opening of this right I mean, you don't have to have much to move you. Right. And, and, and it's interesting. People, some people listening may not even realize that you're, you're even speaking about the shulgoers. Many of them still had not been back in shul till Rosh Hashanah. They were davening backyards. They were davening outdoors in other places. They were davening outside of shuls. And, 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 or in a shul, but not a regular sanctuary. And this was for even for them, for regular shulgoers, it may have been a first experience of being in a regular shul setting. Wow. Yes. It's very true. And by the way, when I saw people in the shul, the one sense that I had from them is anxiousness. Not about the cantors, thank God, but about <laughs> sitting, sitting in the sanctuary. You know, was it safe? The doors right. are open, but did I make the right choice? And that itself puts you in a place where you're emotionally ready. And when you hear the chazan and the tefillahs, it, it, it's very, very moving. It's funny. I saw your intro, uh, the advice you were giving, and I want to thank uh, my friend Josh Levine who sent it to me. I wasn't aware of it until he had sent it to me. Uh, you had some really good um, uh, uh, advice for people who were leading services this year. And, and in all seriousness, one of the things you said was even if you're not speeding up like crazy, 
still you must give the impression you have to you have to instill the confidence in the people that you're aware of the clock that you are you know that at the proper times or at the at the you know obvious times you are you know going ahead and and making sure to speed up the service because as you just described people some people are uncomfortable being anywhere in public for any extended period of time especially indoors and especially near I know they weren't very near but especially near other people so you need yeah. to instill the confidence in them by the way, that's very, very true. And I say this to Hazanam all the time. First of all, in my 27-year career, nobody ever complained to me that I had happened too fast. <laughs> you know? That is not a complaint that I've heard. Uh, what people generally complain is that it's schlepped out. Right. And that's uh, universal to many of my, me, me and my wonderful colleagues. <laughs> the idea, though, is you want to make an impression, right. but you want to move it along. And it's, that's always true, but it's especially true this year. By the way, I was stunned by your advice on Kedusha. Because in all seriousness, I mean, you know I lead services, thank God, New Springville Jewish Center, last 37 years, and I had a really, compared to most people, I had a really good situation this year, really large place, and, you know, the whole thing. We, we, we in, all, in, in, in theory, we didn't really even have to abridge davening at all, but again, because of the comfort of the people there, you have to respect that. Um, so it was a really good situation, but, but I, every year, when I, when I speak about how I lead services, I always talk about how it's a relatively quick Kedusha for Musaf. And the reason is because, seriously, the congregation, especially on the second day, Yantif, has been standing from the opening of the Ark through the entire Nisana Tokev portion, which, as you know, if it's done properly, you know, can take some time. So Kedusha, in my opinion, you know, as opposed to the regular year, regular Shabbos, or regular Yantif, Kedusha is not the time to exhibit, you know, the lengthy part of davening. You you sort of said that for this year. You sort of said that when it comes to Kedusha, keep the Nusach, but be aware of the fact that people are going to get a little antsy at that point during davening. Right. I mean, it, you know, it really is a double-edged sword, because when people stand up, you generally have their attention. Right. But people's attention is limited. And right. like you said, even if you're, you're speeding through it, you have the first two brachos, you have right. the sanatokev, you have kilo sachbots, and kitzvah, you're up for 15 minutes. 15 right. minutes of standing, at minimum, it's hard for people. Right. So I always say, you know, give them something. Obviously, you need the nusach, right? right. You need that, because right. people, they, they, they associate that with Kedusha and with Yomim Noraim. But that's not the time to sing all the, the best of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. <laughs> By the way, as we approach Yom Kippur this coming Sunday night, is Kianu Amecha the only song that every shul in the world sings? Is that the only shul that's, that's, that's uh, honestly universal, or do you think there are other communal singings during the high holidays that are, in fact, universal? It's a, that's a very good question. I think Kianu Amecha is one of the top. Um, I probably, think also the, probably the, top know, three. Like I, I yes, yeah. yeah, I would say the intro into Mariv, you know, the, right. uh, I think right. universally, even in Hasidic shuls, is a variation of that. Correct. And then the Avinu Malkeinu at the end. Right. Avinu Malkeinu. That right. universe, anywhere you go, you hear some variation of that. Oh, unbelievable. I'll tell you. Are, uh, is, is Yom Kippur, it's funny, I just played Dudu Fisher before, and he and I have, have spoken on the air about, about Yom Kippur, how difficult it is to keep the attention of the crowd. Yom Kippur night, everyone has just eaten a big meal. It's not always easy, although, in my opinion, Yom Kippur night is the most inspiring night of the year in terms of tefillah, if, if it's done right. Uh, and then Yom Kippur Day, he always says is one of his favorite days of the year because you know he he hasn't eaten anything. He feels great, and you know, and you got right. and you got to get up there and sing. Uh, I'm wondering um, if if now that Rosh Hashanah is behind you. 
is Yom Kippur now settled in your mind? Like, are you are you fine going into Yom Kippur? Or the Yom Kippur liturgy, and again, the length is so different than Rosh Hashanah that you're again building up that anxiety to Sunday night and Monday. No, so I in on a usual year after you pass Rosh Hashanah, you feel like you're halfway or three quarters there. Right. But this year, because so much is left in the Chazan's hands, right, it's really in our hands what we're going to concentrate on. Right. A regular year, you know there are certain davenings that you're not going to go f- fast through. This year, for example, I'm not going to do the Avodah that, uh, like I would usually do. Right. I'm not going to do Vakoanim like I would only do one instead of, instead of the three as far as singing them. Right. I'll cut out a lot. Even Shmakulenu, I will right. do much shorter than I would usually do. So you're always nervous about are you doing it right, and there's really no roadmap for this. You know, you just have to use your seichel, you have to think what connects, and you have to be ready to change in the middle of davening. So I wrote myself this year an option A and an option B. (laughs) And so that, you know, in case, I don't know, the rabbi decided to speak or we needed to go faster or something, there would always be a backup plan for the davening that would finish within those two hours that we were allotted. By the way, isn't it funny that uh, we're rushing for time, but the rabbis do find five minutes to speak? (laughs) Uh, Look, my job is very important to me, and I am not going to go on air and say anything other than our rabbis are fantastic at parkies. <laughs> that I know. Uh, did they adjust the Mishaberachs, by the way? Did they do anything to the Mishaberachs during laning? So, uh, it's a, uh, yes, we did just one Mishaberach at the end for everyone. For wow, all the nice. And uh, so that saved some time. We did, obviously, oh. the Tzahal and the Medina, right. we did that. Right. And that it's, you know, and it's almost sad because that is such a highlight in a shul like ours. Right. Like the Mishaberach Fatzal could take 10 minutes. People come uh, to your shul just to hear that. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we, of course, sang it, but we did it in an expedited manner. Right. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. I, I hope. I hope that this is not, you know, finding favor with too many people. I hope when it comes to uh, to twenty twenty one that people will will want to go back to the regular traditional uh, approach toward the high holiday services. Are you getting the feeling that that as much as sometimes people like to complain that they do miss it? So Nachum, I'm I'm sorry to say for my colleagues and friends that are Chazanim, I think that we're going forward and not back. And that is that Bezrat Hashem, everybody will be well, and next year this will be over. But I think the idea of moving services along is going to stay for now and for the future. Because at the end of the day, we, when we've discussed this many times, Chazanus, the way it was, is no longer here. Even right. in the large and beautiful shuls, even in a shul like ours, right. there's always a time limit. I think now that we're showing that we could do this in an expedited, abridged service, many members are going to want a shorter kind of service. And by the way, that's a reality. Right. I say if the members want to hear you and they want to hear a little less, that's fine. It's much better than they n- they're not wanting to hear you at all. But you're making a very important point, and that is that in a shul like yours, even a year like next year, let's say, for instance, people would be aware in advance of how long the service will be. People will either informally or formally be informed when they should expect approximately to be able to leave shul, right? That, that, would that be accurate? Absolutely. It's never open-ended. And that's true, by the way, even on a regular Shabbos. The time is very, very uh, clearly prescribed, and we know how to fit the davening within those time limits. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. A uh, strange year, and, and you've uh, you've shed some light on this, I'll tell you. I really thought things would go back to normal next year, but you may be right uh, that this could be a uh, this could be somewhat of a permanent change. Permanent may be the wrong word, but an adjustment, maybe change is the wrong word, an adjustment to the way we approach uh, the davening 
uh, both on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Um, it, what have you done schedule-wise? Have you announced that the Yom Kippur service, which traditionally I would assume calls for, what, a two- to three-hour break at some point during the day? I would assume that this year on Monday there's going to be a much longer break for the congregation. Correct. In general, by the way, our board and medical team voted to have no longer than two hours in the main sanctuary. Wow. So that is very, very tough. Wow. Because if you think about it, laying Yisker, not yeah. Yisker service takes 45 minutes on a regular year. Wow. You know, it's a Yisker for the Holocaust, for the members, for, for the terrorist victims in Israel. All that's not going to happen. We're going to have a Yisker service, but it's going to be abridged. And we're literally going to fly through the davening with, with highlights, with moments of inspiration and right. connection with people. Unbelievable. What do you do for Hayom Tam Tzainu? Or in a normal year? I guess this year you're not doing anything for it, right? Right. <laughs> what right. do you do in a normal in, in, year? In a normal year, you would either use a, a Kalabach Nigan like, Hayom ah. Not bad. I like that. Yeah, and it's easy. It's, it moves along this year. We'll just say it. But there's also very, very famous uh, cantorial pieces with choirs that obviously are not going to happen this year. And Sunday night, Kihine Kachomer, do you have a specific tune? Do you adjust year to year? What do you do for it? So uh, I, I personally adjust year to year. Chazan Helfgott sings the Lubavitch, Kine Kachomer, and, and other variations. Of do, do I know that one? What is that? Do I know that one? And But again, even that, Nachum, think about that. It takes time. It may not take time on the clock. It takes time as you sing it. Right. If you're keeping to the beats, I mean, you need to give people songs that you can move along. The whole Maminim, for example, I sang the first four or five, and I just read through the rest right. in order to save time. It's funny. You know, the whole Maminim, I, I sang the first three or four. And then went through the rest. And then the second day, I said to myself, you know what? There's time for me at the end to do the last four with singing. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think the first day I overcompensated with the, with the, you know, with the need to really go quickly. If I told you how long Khazar Sashats was the first day of Musaf, you'd be, you'd slap me across the face, Cantor Betty. <laughs> you'd, you'd object, I can tell you that much. Uh, let, let's just say some Gedalia at the at the Bialystok was a longer service. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Nachum, I have every confidence in your abilities as a Khazan and Balt feeling. One thing I did notice, and tell me if I'm wrong in your case, no one's touching. I don't know if I'm, I may be wrong about this. I don't think anyone's touching the Neila schedule. Am I right about that? Everyone's basically doing the what normally is the fifty to fifty-five minute Chazar shots for Neila, and probably not adjusting anything in terms of what they normally do. Yes, you're right. The only thing like in our shul that we're doing different is Mafte Yona. We just ah, usually could take fifteen minutes. Right. It's going to take five minutes. We found a very fast uh, balkor five minutes. Wow. That, but, uh, that's something you should implement every year, by the way. Mafter Yoda <laughs> in five minutes. That would be a yeah, good idea. But, but, but by the way, in all seriousness, Nachum, I really do believe this, that there are, there are a lot of positive things that will come out of this realignment of the davening. Not everything is positive, and I agree, and I'm sure many people will say, no, we need right. to go back to what was. But we do have to move with the times. Even us cantors who like to sing the recitatives, who like to, you know, be heard with the choir, times are changing, even pre-corona. And this right. is just, you know, it's facing reality. Right. But it won't change, I'm, I'm being serious, it won't change Chazen Helfgott's uh, uh, signature pieces. He'll still take out the Torah with a piece that people literally come to shul to hear, right? I mean, that that will happen. There may be adjustments in times, you know, in other areas, but still some of the classics that people, like you said about the Mishaberach earlier, some of the classics that people demand, you know, you don't want to disappoint them by not doing it. 
Right. So, 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 but you'll have to compensate. So, so yes. So, let's say you sing a piece taking out the Torah. You'll have to maybe not sing along in Kitzvah, right. or maybe sing less of Hayom Aras Olam and like this year, right. for example, I sang only one of the Hayom Aras Olam and Areshit because those were places that I could move it along. Right. And I do. It does resonate with me what you said. In the first day, I had the same thing. I was totally pressured for time. Right. And when I showed up the second day, I was like, okay, we made it. We're still here. We could take another ten minutes. Nothing's gonna happen. Right. That's that was exactly my attitude. Does he have a special Rebona Shalom for uh, Yom Kippur? Does, is there a special Rebona Shalom? I mean, I know there's, there's a special, you know, written Rebona Shalom. Does he have a special piece, or it would be similar to what he does on Yom for Rebona Shalom? Yeah, so, so it's actually very, very sad, because his signature piece is not even the Sanatokif. It's the Rebona Shalom right. when you take out the Sefer Torah. Right. That is, people show up to hear that. Right, that's And he sings, he sings it from Kwartin. It's one of the most famous pieces that Chazanim sing. But this year, it's a 14-minute piece. <gasps> There's just no way to do it, so he's simply not going to say it. And, you know, we're going to have to find the Rabboni Shom in other parts of the Dominic. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, at least Baruch Hashem, he and you and all the Chazanim are davening for the Yomid. Thank God. Thank God that everyone, uh, I hope that most people are in good health. I know obviously our community is unfortunately still suffering in terms of uh, COVID spikes, but hopefully people will become more and more aware and responsible and the, the collective health of the community in the year 5781 will just get better and better and Cantor Benny as you always remind us with all the singing and the accompaniment and the nusach and the tefillah and the, and the liturgy the most important thing is that our prayers are in fact heard by the one above uh, you said to me off the air something that I thought was profound and that is that you now realize again the need that people have to be in shul and I think honestly I have to believe that God recognizes that no matter what level we are at in terms of our tefillot the fact that people make the effort no matter what their background is to be in shul to be part of the community and feel that this is where God wants me on these three days and hopefully beyond that I think is really important. By the way, Nachum, I couldn't agree with you more, and I'll share with you just a quick vignette. Sure. We had, uh, on the second day of Yontif, obviously, we were blowing chauffeur, and I actually, in my opinion, Chazen Helfgad was our Baal Tokea, wow. which was incredible. And I, I just didn't want him to hear the notes that I was hitting, because I knew in every note he could hit most probably two or three octaves <laughs> higher. But the, the point of the story is there was a fellow who shows up in shul, and I know that he's not especially religious. I only see him on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Right. And from the moment we started chauffeur to almost the end of davening, he was crying. And I went up to him after davening, and I said, is something wrong? Is someone in the family not well? And he said to me, you know, I thought I wouldn't be back to hear chauffeur. And it was just so powerful that he heard the sound. Not the davening moved him, the sound of the chauffeur. And that's the story of the Jewish people. Davening matters to us, whether it's an abridged service or a full service. Coming to shul is really a gift. And it's so funny you mentioned that because I also experienced over Yontif people who, again, you would never expect would have that level of care and concern for Tefillah or the chauffeur exhibit what you just described. I got to be there for the chauffeur. I have to take the chauffeur seriously. And don't we say that chauffeur is a form of Tefillah, right? Is a, a, a form of, of prayer to the one above and certainly a wake up call to prayer that we know. So it, Absolutely. Sh- it, it shouldn't be minimized. It should only be uh, emphasized, everybody, no matter what the background is of your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your relatives. If they're taking shul, chauffeur, and things like that seriously, uh, to whatever degree, but seriously for them, it is something to be lauded, and, and you should use the opportunity to tell them how meaningful that is to you, uh, that you see how seriously they take Yom Kippur. A lot of people, by the way, and look, again, you're from a congregation with many people from different backgrounds. 
uh, all the way right to left across the board. I mean, there are people who are not, you know, ritually observant the entire year to any degree, but they will fast on Yom Kippur. They will fast the entire 25 hours and take it seriously and say to themselves and to others, I'm doing this because of tradition, heritage, and, and because God has commanded it. And I think it's really important to keep in mind. Yes, and I'm always inspired, Nachum, by looking out at the congregation and seeing people that I know are not observant. Right. And they don't profess to be, but they show up, grandfather, grandson, son, and they're fasting 25 hours, and I'm like, wow, it's hard for me. Right. And I'm showing to our ministers, imagine what that means, what tradition they're keeping. To me, it's inspiring. Yeah, and their, and their children and grandchildren will be the beneficiaries of it, by the way. You're uh, so right. They, they will not be generations that are lost. They'll be generations that are either stable uh, religiously or that will be coming back religiously, which is pretty amazing. Cantor Benny, I am so glad we did this. I am so glad we did this. A Shanatova Mutuka Gamar Hatimatova. I am going to be thinking of you. I'm going to be thinking of you during Salachti. I'm going to be thinking of you during Kiyanakahomer. I'm going to be thinking of you during Shmakolainu. I'm going to be thinking of you during uh, during uh, uh, Ein Kitzva. I'm going to be thinking of you. Oh, oh, during, we didn't even mention Hinnany. I got yelled at for doing Hinnany too quickly. What do you think of that? <laughs> Nachum, I did the same thing. I, I, I opened it up. I jumped four or five lines. Right. I continued. There's no choice. There simply is no choice. But it's funny that with Hinnany, which, remember, nobody's participating in. Nobody. That was one of the things that irked the congregation. Hinnany? You can't. Hinnany sets the tone. Hinnany gets us into the mood. You, you can't adjust Hinnany. And I thought that was a key. Not one congregant is saying Hinnany, and they're upset right. that it's going too quickly. It's tradition, and it's what people are used to, and it's hard. It's hard for people to change, but yeah. we're the leaders, Nachum. And one thing I'll tell you, Nachum, the, the most positive part of this whole virus, if you can say that anything is positive right. for Chazanim, is that everybody is wearing masks, and they have to socially distance, so they can't talk so much during davening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's, one, there's one blessing for the Chazanim, is that there's less talking, and there's not so much time to talk. Right. The thing that bothers me about that, frankly, is you can't get much audience participation, which, you know, could sometimes take take your breath away, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> so, I, fi- I find myself singing stuff I never had to sing before. You know, I usually rely I agree. On- I, I had the same experience. You're singing, and you're si- you, you turn around. Is where anyone is, here? Right, where is everybody? Yeah. And by the way, you know, Barosh Hashanah, and we don't repeat words in, in our service, but Barosh Hashanah, we do, the, the congregation does participate by, you know, every few, uh, every couple of lines singing the refrain again, as you know. Right. And, and you s- suggested that that's something that we can eliminate because, you know, you do it at the beginning. There's a reason to go back to it again. And I, I str- and even before I saw your video, I struggled with this. I said to myself, you know, it's only, a, what is it, an extra 30 seconds total, you know, for the whole thing, you know. And, right. and, and, I, and I left it in. I left it in. And I said, I can't. You know, the congregation needs this. They want to participate. They want to be part of it. So th- th- that extra half a minute I'm responsible for. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're hiring you back for Yom Kippur. I so. <laughs> hope so. As far as I know, Sunday night I'll be on Staten Island. So I think if you're not, right. <laughs> if not, you come to Parkies, Nachum. <laughs> there you go. I have a place at least. Thank God. Kedder Benny, Gmar Chatimatavan, Shana to you. Thank you so much, Shanatava, to all the listeners, and an easy and meaningful fast. Amen. Thank you so much. There he is, Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, a tremendous, mamish, a tremendous conversation about the upcoming holiday of Yom Kippur and what it's been like up there at the Bima during these Yomim Narayim here at JM of the AM.
Avinu Malkenu medley done by Avramel at Avram Freed. Thursday morning, JM and the AM on the sixth day of the brand new year, 5781. Weekly update tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in. Malcolm Honline will join us during the uh, 
JMAM broadcast. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausage and Deli, is the world's best, and the hot dogs are available in every Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today. Um, well, with us live via telephone is uh, someone that we affectionately call Doc Weiss. It's Dr. Avi Weiss, who for years and years and years has been known as the Sukkah Shadchan. Now, I'm, I want to make this clear in all seriousness. I am not putting him on in this challenging year so people can call him that they need a Sukkah. Trust me, he has a list a mile long of people who need a Sukkah. But I'm putting him on because there could be somebody, for whatever reason, they're replacing a Sukkah, they're, I don't know, there's been a sukkah in their garage, and they're staying home for the first time in God knows how long, and they're buying a new one, so they realize they can get rid of the old one. I don't know. We could think of 100 scenarios. He probably could t- think of 100 scenarios based on his experience. So anybody out there who has a sukkah, there are people who need them. That's why the sukkah shadchin was created. Dr. Avi Doc Weiss, welcome back to JM and the AM. And Agmar Hasima Tova to you. Good morning, Reb Nachum. I just want to make a clarification. You actually call me Doc or Doctor. I'm a retired Atzala paramedic, and uh, but you call me Doc. That's fine. But just for the just to be clear, uh, I'm a, me- a retired medic, and uh, but it's always nice when I hear you call me Doc because you say through your heart. I appreciate that. Uh, basically, you told the story about the Sukkot and In a nutshell, we started about 20 years ago. Just a quick background story. When I grew up in Williamsburg, we never had our own sukkah. We always ate by a neighbor. And when I got married, we moved to the first two apartments we lived. We always ate by a neighbor. I yearned. I just wanted one day to have my own sukkah. So when it came time to buy a house, my wife was looking for a kitchen. I was looking for a backyard where I could put my sukkah. (laughs) So the first year I put up a sukkah. Big, up 20, 25 pounds, big, beautiful sukkah. If there was a decoration that cost $5, the one that cost $10, I bought the $10 one because my sukkah, this is my sukkah, I was king. But what happened then, by eight, nine years later, the newer and nicer models came out with lighter and other uh, qualified people who built sukkahs and design sukkahs. So I upgraded my sukkah, I bought a big, nice one. But the question was, I have like 25 panels, two by eight. Right. What do I do with it? So uh, my family decided we'll put an ad in the local paper. We have a sukkah to give away. Come and get it. In like two days, we had like 15 calls. Wow. And, of course, someone came, looked at it, and he took it. But then my daughter came up with an idea. She said, but we have 15 people who are looking for sukkahs. What do we do with them? So we decided, let's put another ad in the paper. If you have a sukkah that you don't need, call us, because we already have the list. The first year, we, uh, we did like 15 shidduchim the first year. I remember waiting for Light at Ocean Parkway, and I was making a show that this one has, this one needs, whatever. But fast forward about 20 years, now my grandchildren are helping us with the sukkah shopping. <laughs> we, get four, we get four to 500 calls a year. Um, we give away, we wind up giving away about 100, 110 each year. Wow. Based on what comes in, we give out. And it, it's as simple as that. Now you explain it very clearly. People who no, no longer use the sukkah, a lot of people buy sukkahs and they just don't know what to do with the old sukkah. Also, people buy mats for schach and they have bamboos, which they don't know what to do with. We'll gladly take them. We don't actually take them. We call a person who uh, 
needs it, who goes and looks at the person who has it, and they know they like it, it's a shidduch. One very cute, quick story, uh, a couple of years ago, and there are many stories, but the time is limited. A couple of years ago, someone in Muncie called us up, he's looking for a sukkah. So we took down a basic information, and uh, a couple of days later, someone from Muncie called, he has a sukkah. So we put them in touch with each other to find out their next-door neighbor. Oh, my God! We have many great stories, but that's, that's just in a nutshell. Doc Weiss is with us live via telephone. He is the sukkah shadch. And normally, I would give out his phone number, and I would say if you need a sukkah, call him. And if you have material, whether it's a sukkah itself or the schach, then certainly call him now. We're close to Yontiv, and of course, because of the situation, the list of people who need sukkahs is endless. So we're asking anybody who now has come across, as you're building your sukkah or you're planning for the holiday, you've come across schach, you've come across you know, sukkah material to actually build a sukkah, uh, to let him know ASAP so he could get, at least get a sukkah or two from us, uh, to from this effort, uh, to, to give to people who are in need. Doc Weiss, what number do people call? How do they reach the Sukkah Shadchan? Before I give the number, this is a house. It's not an office. Please call between 10 a.m. and maybe 10.30 p.m. Got it. Please don't call 1 o'clock in the morning and leave a message. Got it. That does not fear to us. Anyway, phone number is 718-998-6596. 718-998-6596. Malcolm, I cannot thank you enough. You, in the past, you've helped us to publicize what we do, and it's uh, your show and the Chayim Bnei Yisrael who are there for each other. That's why we can do 100, 110, 120 shidduchim a year because people are giving, and and it just it's a win-win situation. That's what it is. And Doc, I wish you a gemar chesimatov and a wonderful sukkah. Enjoy your sukkah as you sit in it next Friday night. Thank you very much, and a and we shall only have service Tovas. A reminder, here's the phone number, and call between 10 and 10. You call this number if you have a sukkah or schach, or know somebody who has a sukkah or schach, uh, that you can contribute so that we can get it, or I should say Doc Weiss and his family can get it to the people before sukkahs. Call the number between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., all right? Not earlier and not later. 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. And here is the phone number, 718-998-6596. Again, that's 718-998-6596. In a normal year, probably a drop earlier in the calendar, I would have been asking people who needs a sukkah call that number, who has a sukkah call that number. Now, because of what I just explained, we're literally just trying to fill up the who has a sukkah list because the list of who needs is so long. So if you have a sukkah or have schach or anything that you think could help somebody uh, who's uh, who needs a sukkah, uh, call between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., not earlier and not later, at 718-998-6596, 718-998-6596. More coming up 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's JM in the AM.
Pretty amazing selection, huh? Avram Freed with Nusana Tokev. Uva Shofar before that from Leva Nefesh, volume number two. Reminder, coming up, Charlie Harari. Then it'll be um, Michael Fragan. Then at 10 o'clock, Allison Joseph, Stew in the City Speaks. Today she will uh, speak with uh, author Dr. Jeffrey Kranzler. The book is called The Crimson Protector. 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach is live on That's Life with uh, cookbook author and chef Susie Fishbein, who, who will be live from quarantine in Jerusalem. Live lunch at 11, throwback Thursday at 1. It'll include a conversation I had 12 years ago with Rabbi Ganak about the Rav's Machzorim. 4 p.m. for JM Rewind, Ross Creel, president of the Jewish Council of the Emirates, and Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz from Art Scroll. 7 p.m., the Arab Shabbos show with host Mark Zamek. 
made specifically for Parshas Hazinu Shabbos Shuvah, sponsored by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's on 7 o'clock tonight, 3 a.m. tomorrow, and 9 a.m. tomorrow. Tomorrow during JMNAM, it's a weekly update. Malcolm Honline will join us, and great programming all day long. There is no reason to touch that dial until candlelighting time. How do you like that? Support us by going to fjbunity.org. Our Rosh Hashanah brand new year campaign, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as possible, and we thank you. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Thursday morning here at JM and the AM. Thanks to Doc Weiss. Thanks to Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky. Thanks to all of you tomorrow morning. It's our weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in, everybody. We'll start that at about 7.40 a.m. Eastern time with Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Have a fabulous Thursday. And again, our recommendation, don't touch that dial until candle lighting. That's our recommendation. That's how good our programming is today and tomorrow. And Sunday morning, Matis has JM Sunday for Erev Yom Kippur, and we return with JM in the AM on Tuesday morning after Yom Kippur. My gosh, it's amazing what we do every single day. Have, have, have a wonderful Thursday. We'll speak to you later on. Until tomorrow morning, I'll be reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.